That's from across wow. the pond. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hello. First time podcaster, first time scream, Josh Kwok. <laughs> Hello, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for being here. You are the younger brother of Caleb Kwok, yes. who's on staff with us. That is how you ended up here in this room right now with us. Mm. Yep. And Caleb is hosting you for the summer like you're a foreign exchange student, <laughs> but also his brother. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm also his intern for the whole summer. I, what he told me before you got here was, if he's going to stay and freeload off me, he's going to work. That yeah. was his mind, that was his mentality. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't want to just stay in the apartment. And so we brought you to America to visit your brother, who is now or who was just in Africa, and you get to work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's something going on over there. I can't tell what it is, but oh, there's Caleb in the picture. There yep. he is, and the, over in Amsterdam or this, Africa. <laughs> that's right, somewhere across the seas. Yes, sir. Josh, we are glad to have you on here. We want to hear about you. This is the Josh Quok episode. We want to know some more about your story. We've got to know you as a staff the last couple weeks you've been here. But today, it's all about Josh. Cool. So I, I will start by talking about who I am. Yes. Yes. So like everybody knew, I'm Caleb's brother. Which they do is, now, because yeah, I just said it. Like <laughs> seven years younger. Seven um, years difference. Yeah, he left me in Hong Kong when I was like eight. <laughs> and he was like 15. So was, if you haven't heard, there's an episode with Caleb. I'm going to try to go. It's one of our very first episodes, I think. I think it was. The third the, one. I think it was the oh. actual first, first one. one. No, it was, the, it was the first one. Yeah. yeah so right. I didn't introduce Blake yet. I apologize. Blake. Hello. Filling in for Scott. <laughs> Jordan, our producer over there on the board. What up? Here with Josh talking. But Caleb moved to the United States when he was 15. Yes. And left you behind. So you've really been an only child the last seven or eight years. Yeah. And just living in Hong Kong without him. Just me, just with my you. parents. That's right. Without Shout having to fight a over anything. Only child life. Only child. Uh, yes, and I'm currently studying in the UK, uh, sophomore year. Uh, of college? Of college. But how old are you? I am 17, about to be 18. So <laughs> as a 17-year-old, you're a sophomore in college. Yes, sir. When did you graduate high school? 16. 16 years old. Yes. So the story is... because. Uh, I didn't study like the traditional high school in Hong Kong. I went to a design, well, we call it college, a design college, but it's more like a high school thing. Yeah. So um, I studied there, like I transferred over there when I was 13, while everybody was like 15, 16, somewhere about that age. Wow. Um, and I was there for three years. And then after graduating college, I mean like the design college, I went to UK, uh, university called University of Lincoln because um, they had a scholarship uh, like scheme for one of the students graduating from the design college. And I was chosen to go. And I was so happy. That's that, awesome. Yeah, I, had, uh, I went to another, like the other side of the planet. Right, so you moved to the United Kingdom, the UK, as a 16-year-old, going to college after you graduated early, not knowing a single person there. No one. <laughs> never met, never been, N never visited. Never, uh, not UK, no. Okay, yeah. So, so everyone, that's wild. Yeah, everything is new, like, no one's there, um, and I had to learn how to, like, really speak, uh, like, fluent, fluent English over there, because, uh, in Hong Kong, we speak English, but it's not like we speak it every single day. What mm -hmm. would you speak in your house with your parents? Uh, Cantonese. Yeah. So majority or almost, like, exclusively? Exclusively. Yeah. Um, but in the UK, I slowly, like, developed how to speak, like, fluent English, um, because... So uh, you didn't know that before you moved, though? Uh, well, you knew some, but it wasn't fluent. It, it wasn't like I speak it every single day. Yeah. So it was... 
it was an experience to learn like a whole language that I wasn't used to. So you. So is it ahead. like when we speak Spanish or in the, like we catch certain things, but we're, none of us are really speaking. We it. speaking Spanish in quotes is very. But I think <laughs> that's I think that's like how he's saying it was with English and Cantonese. Is that right? Like you understand some words, but it's not like conversational. Is that right? Uh. So like you took classes. Yeah, we we took classes our whole to life. English. And we had to like speak English for exams and tests or something like that. But it's not like we speak it like Cantonese. Right. Well, like yeah. American people are so dumb. Oh, we so got to do something. Man. Right. <laughs> Caleb was trying to give us a Cantonese lesson for a while when he moved here and would go through. And we were not very good at learning Cantonese. So he learned a lot better English than we did Cantonese. But there is an exception. You pointed at Blake. Yes. Blake was really good at doing it. <laughs> Blake's been learning some phrases. Well, of course. Okay, let's be honest here. Yes, this is a church podcast. But when you meet a person who speaks another language and they teach you stuff, is it ever something like edifying or is it just the most heinous thing? Like when you try to copy to and say? imitate them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they're not going to teach you like, how are you doing? This is a great day we're having, isn't it? It's like if you meet a you know 17-year-old from Hong Kong, he's not going to say like, let's learn some really like root grammar you know it's gonna say like talk. say this it's gonna be funny let me record you saying this so i can show my dad that's right yeah. which is what happened and he told he taught me how to say uh things like really respectfully like uh you said something to your mom what i what do you uh, i love you good night um right, like so that. Well, that sounds such <laughs> right hold on, hold on. so let's hear that in cantonese all right so good night uh normally in hong kong we say it tao, and i love you uh it's three words um or oily. So basically, I is all. Okay. Oi is love. And then lay is you. I love you. There you go. There yeah. Go. So we recorded that from Mrs. Quack. And then from Mr. Quack, they just said, say all this horrible stuff. And I did. <laughs> and they recorded it. And he, he sent a message back. He was like, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Smack talk your dad. Smack talk. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> all right. So, speaking of language, though. I think you speak very good English. Thank I'm you. impressed. Thank you. When you first moved here, oh someone on our gosh. staff did not yeah. know that you actually spoke English. I've been so excited for you to tell this story on air. This is... <laughs> Whoa, hold on. Somebody didn't know that he spoke English? Well, hold on. Okay. All right, Jordan didn't know the story. So yeah. in our staff, Josh comes in. He's working in the office with us during the summer, helping Caleb, doing some graphics, doing some computer work. And Josh, when you're first there, you meet... John Hagler, yes. a executive great pastor. executive pastor, absolutely, Justin's a very, brother, very good manager, our boss, not a universal diplomat. We'll say that he's not working in the UN anytime soon because no. when he comes up, it's ended up riding with Caleb to pick you up, right? Yes. So story starts like this: I was told to go down to like uh, the car because my brother was picking me up, taking you to lunch. We're going to meet everybody. Everybody, everybody was very nice. And then uh, the second I got into t into the car, I said. Hi, sir. How are you doing? I shook his hand. He turned his head to Caleb and asked, Can you tell Josh, like, ask him how is, he, how is it going? No, like, he didn't. <laughs> no, he I didn't. Was, <laughs> I was, I, <laughs> the very first interaction he's had. With this is his impression of, of Americans, yeah. yeah I, I thought, like, I don't know if, if it was, like, for real or if it, is, right. if it was, was a joke. And I was like, okay, um... Yeah, I can speak English. So. <laughs> uh, I live in England where they made the thing. So. Yeah. I just spoke to you in English. Yeah, yeah I just asked you how you do Okay, that's the funny part is right. that he spoke. Oh, my gosh. 
So it's only gotten him. better from there. I'm about you to should. call him when we leave here. Absolutely, John. Thanks for <laughs> Say, listening. So you, you need to text and be like, "Can you thank Josh for being on the podcast?" <laughs> yeah, and every single time now, like uh, just like this morning, I was trying to pull out Google Translate because he was picking me up to go to work today this morning. I was like, John, John. Uh, I didn't even say anything. I just pulled out my phone, gave him Google Translate. He was like asking me, uh, what? I was like, Google Translate. <laughs> you were messing with him back. <laughs> yeah. You typed it in Cantonese and then Googled. See, he yeah. fits in so good. He's, he <laughs> has he to do it. Just as good as he can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so after you. Oh, I, I did have a tune. That was cool. Like, oh. A little unison for you yeah. there. I did have a question, though. Uh, so you said before to us before we started the podcast, you'd been here before in America since like when you were six. Yeah. Um, what was your opinion before you came? Like, obviously, there's kind of like a national view oh, yeah. of what we think people are going to be like. What was your opinion of Americans, and then how did it actually kind of play out when you came so to So this visit? was about 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. Um, so the thing about, like, Western people in Hong Kong, uh, most of the Western people we see in Hong Kong is, like, uh, kind of wealthy, uh, mm. businessman, um, traveler with money, uh, and you would probably only see them in like some uh high-end area mm-hmm. uh so wh- before i was six uh i always thought that oh uh western people they're always like in a suit anything like that they don't do any like sweeping the floor of uh, the floor work or anything right uh they don't s- probably don't work in the restaurant. I don't know. Blake and I wore suits today for this podcast. We just did for that um, reason to impress you. Yeah, like a <laughs> I can <person>. tell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then uh, it was actually quite funny because when I was six, I came to America. Um, I didn't. I still haven't realized that uh, Western people do all these like they're like like normal people mm-hmm. rather than just being very wealthy, very rich, and stuff like that. But uh, in my mind, it has, it has always been like, uh, oh, so they're like high end, they're not like normal people, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. But one of the realization that I had when I was like probably ten or something, uh, we went to Finland, and it was the time when I start developing my mind of thinking about the world, and then we got off the plane, and then. Straight after playing, I saw like a white person like doing uh, um, rubbish bin, like cleaning it up. I was mm-hmm. like, I janitor stuff. Yeah, janitor stuff. And I was like, yo, <laughs> this is my first <laughs> they realization. They do that too. They do that too. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, it, it was like really different in Hong Kong because like all these people are just like not. They came here not because they want to be a janitor, not because they want to like uh, do the normal kind of stuff. They are more like rich people. So we call that a selection bias, yeah. right? The people that you saw were wealthy business people who traveled there, so you assumed everybody's like that. Yeah. So your family's traveled a lot. You talked about Finland. You guys have been all over, right? Some of the other countries yeah. you visited before you moved to the UK. Yeah. Definitely. What were some of those? Uh, so we've been to New Zealand, Australia, um, not UK, um, Malaysia, Malaysia uh, like a lot of Asian places, a lot of Asian country. You've been uh, to Japan, right? Japan, We've Korea. We've talked a lot about that. Yeah. Oh, everybody loves Japan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Korea. Um, it just goes on because when I was like, even when I was like two or three, my parents been love traveling and they would take us to everywhere. Yeah. So you had a more international experience and then moving to the UK at 16, 
talking to Caleb because he moved out when he was 15. It seems like the culture is it's more encouraged and almost celebrated to go somewhere to move, to go overseas, to leave your family. Would you say that's right? Is that true? What was it like? Because I think here parents especially would be very nervous to send their kids and go live in another country or do something as teenagers. Right. Even as adults, they still kind of helicopter oh, yeah. parent and protect. But what was it like for you growing up? Was that common with all your friends? Did everybody move to other countries? What was it like for you when you decided to do that? I feel like a lot of parents in the uh, in Hong Kong are helicopter parents. What like hmm. They're like, oh, great. Like, what are you, How are you doing at school? Like, Are you doing good? If you're not doing good, do better. Like it's not like here in the, in America or in most of the Western countries. Uh, I feel like in Western country people are more encouraging pe- uh, students to like do what do what they want. Like just live your dream, go yeah, whatever dream. you want to do. Yeah. But in Hong Kong, like most of the parents are like study, 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 and not much traveling. But my parents, I feel like they're really special because, uh, like I said, since we were like kids. They've been taking us traveling the world, uh, like seeing different stuff, know know about more about the world, and they have always always been encouraging us to like, uh, oh, if you have the chance, take it. If That's you, awesome. If yeah, if you have the chance to like go overseas to see more stuff, go out uh, to places you've never been, take it. Um, but unlike a lot of like uh, parents in Hong Kong, they're not like that. Hmm. So. You were kind like, of the exception. Yeah, because, uh, like, let's say uh, an example for my design college, like my design high school. Um, my high school was, like, a totally new intuition. Yeah. So nobody's ever, ever been to that school or anything. I was the first year to get into that school. And one of them, really I feel cool. like it, it was kind of a miracle because um, we prayed uh, about my grades, like, how I've I've been doing at like a traditional uh, high school. I wasn't doing that great because I had like uh, dyslexia, huh. um, and I I know that I have a little bit ADHD like symptoms like when I was really young and I couldn't like really read like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And I'm always on the, on the like creative side of learning. And so when we were when I was twelve, my parents was like. Mm, let's see if there are other like ways, path for him to go on. And we prayed about it. And my mom, because my mom is a teacher. Oh, and wow. Yeah, That's cool. She's a teacher. My dad is a cameraman. Uh, but he was also a teacher at one point. And then I prayed about it to see if there are other paths. And then when I was 12, there was this new tuition, intuition. And my mom. Institution? Institution, yeah. Uh, my mom, like, uh, was lucky enough uh, enough to like meet the principal of this new institution. institution. <laughs> there you go. And um, I wasn't so sh- uh, so sure about it at first because I know like I'm not gonna see my f- like my normal high school friends anymore right. if I yeah. go to a totally new place. And I would meet people that's much younger, uh, no, not younger, older than me, because um, they said you had to be like uh, it at grade um free of high school to get in but i was old like my my um what's it called it's like a junior yeah it'd be yeah. a junior here 11th yeah. grade and but you were younger than that. i was younger than that so how did you get in uh, i was qualified because my older traditional 
It's also called international school. Okay. Because uh, in Hong Kong, uh, the international school, uh, we skipped uh, a year in primary school. And then so we're earlier than everybody. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I went to that college when I was 13. And I met people older. And I just, I, I didn't really, like, care about, like, uh, worried, worried about how it would do. Because nobody's... Uh, it's ever been that school. It's all, all brand new. Everybody's starting together. New. It's like Harry Potter. Or something. Yeah, right. It really <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's crazy. It's just amazing that uh, even though I'm like a lot younger than other people, uh, other other friends of mine in that new school, um, they were taking care of me because I was younger, and the teacher was like, they they were so surprised of how I got into the school, and every every single day like. At school, they would talk about, oh, like, you're the baby in, in, in the school. Like, you'll be, even if you graduated uh, in, in three years, you'll still be younger or even the same age as the people coming in. Like, I was like, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's my life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it now. Yeah. Uh, and those and people always, the little one always gets taken care of, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. Especially when you're the only one. Yeah. And I was so lucky and... Grateful, actually really grateful that I'm in that uh, school. That's do you awesome. think that's what motivated you to do so well and to keep pushing and graduate at some young, such a young age? Yes, because uh, in that school, I, cause I, I know if I go back to my like, uh, old traditional international school, yeah. I, wouldn't do, like, I wouldn't have this motivation to do like, what I'm doing now because in that design uh, college that we had to do design stuff, every aspect of design. Um, and it was my, actually was my um, favorite thing to do rather than reading a book. It was actually make something, design it, create. Yeah, creative and solve pro uh, problems. Yeah. And so after the three years, uh, uh, I was okay enough to keep up the grades. Yeah, and not a straight A student, perfect. Uh, not, not. Not the top one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but good enough. Good enough to get into that, that scholarship, uh, scholarship scheme and got into the uni. So at 16 years old, you're moving to England. You go to this country that you've never been to. I knew Jordan when he was 16. I've known okay. Max when he was 16. Blake was a little bit later, but I don't feel like maybe we would all be surprised, but I don't know if we could do it. Jordan, do you think you could have moved to another country and at 16? Thrived? Yeah. You were not making the best choices at 16 always. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have ended, <laughs> ended, I probably would have ended up back home. Blake, yeah. you kind of did at 18. I was in Japan at one point when I was 16, but by myself, I would have gotten <laughs> eaten alive. Dude. I don't know. I would have I wouldn't even have I think I would have starved or something. Not even like basic human life skills would have been functional. Right. I didn't do well, laundry at 16. My mom still did my laundry. Well, like, think I about going out. think about going to a city you've never been to before. You even don't speak now. their language. Well, just trying to figure it like out fluent. by yeah. yourself. Oh yeah, Whew. and then think about teenagers. You know now. Yeah, yeah, You're crazy. So that's impressive. So you get the scholarship program. You want to be an architect. Yes. And so it's design school. It's in Lincoln, England. In Lincoln. About yep. three hours north of London. Is that right? Uh, three, four hours. Yeah. Three or four train ride, right? Yeah. So you're kind of more up north. You're not necessarily urban. It's not the biggest city. No, it's kind it's of a college the, town. Yeah. The tube right away. The tube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Blake knows. There you go. And so what was it like when you got there? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Were you like, man, I'm all in? Or are your parents crying inside you're leaving? Or like, get out of here, go. Oh, this is a great story all to right. talk about. So I had an idea of making a video of um, my parents leaving me 
when I was when I first got there, and I was actually really excited for myself to like stay in a country that I know nothing about. Right. And uh, I actually did a video of me dancing after my parents drove away from the apartment that I'm living in. Yeah. And uh, to talk about the experience, like the first experience over there was um, meeting friends. Because mm -hmm. the place I stayed, they had like all these uh, events, activities that brings people together. But you're still Little the youngest. Mixers. I'm still the youngest. You're 16 and it's a normal college. Most people are 18 or 19 that are freshmen. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, and everybody was like, oh, what? You, you're 16? Oh, my God. Like, everybody was so surprised, like, how it used to be. Except it sounded like, oh, you what, mate? You <laughs> oh, like, yeah, mate. Good like, egg. you're 16. Oh. Good day. 16. <laughs> Top of the morning, Governor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you pull around to the pub, baby. <laughs> you can't go to the pub. <laughs> With a peaky blinders. <laughs> Oi. Tommy. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Sorry, British people. <laughs> <laughs> no, p even British people make jokes about their accent. Rewind. Did you hear the way he said British? British. That's I know. awesome. He's, <laughs> he's a local, man. <laughs> like That's awesome. Water. Water. But um, like when I got there, I was like lucky enough to have a lot of friends that took care of me. Um, maybe it's because I'm younger. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it's because just my... Just charming. Yeah. Suave. Nah, mm, mm. <laughs> he said, yeah, he knows. <laughs> also, dude, you just fit into any crowd you're around so easy. Great personality. Yeah. Like when you Thank went, you. you showed up at... Uh, Shane's right after John accosted you for not speaking English. <laughs> we when had an international incident. Yeah, we had a, literally like an international language, like linguistics crisis. And then you showed up and were immediately just like part of the family. I think like the second Thank day you. I knew you, you just came in and were like, oh yeah. And uh, just like cutting up. <laughs> teaching you Cantonese phrases you can't repeat on air. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. No. But I think you don't give yourself enough credit for just being able to be a uh, facet anywhere you are. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate yeah. that. So. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, because, like, being thrown into that environment, you had to learn how to cook for yourself. You said you don't really have a meal plan at the college, that you guys have a communal kitchen. Yes. You've got to take care of your stuff. You don't really own a lot of stuff. <laughs> so oh, you've no. Gotta, I mean, you're very minimalist. Yeah, so I started off with just a pan, um, a pot, and just two bowls. Uh, really minimalistic. Yes. Uh, and then, because my mom, like, teaches a uh, special education it was and like a home ec is what we call it here yeah, where she taught ec. like cooking cooking because caleb's talked about that yeah. yeah and from when i was really young i've been watching my mom like she's been t t uh, teaching me how to like cook and stuff like that but i've never really cooked myself uh like normal uh, daily once again jordan at 16 do you think you could have cooked and not starved to death oh yeah no you, doubt you could have <laughs> oh yeah okay all right I did not cook a lot at 16. My mom cooked pretty much every meal, and I think I could have figured it out, but it would have been a joke. I know Bobby Flay, but I, I think <laughs> I could have survived on that one. We joke with my parents and say, Mom, Dad, we're glad y'all were mean to us because it made us like. Prepared you for life. Yeah, because yeah. it'd be like, Mom, can you make me a sandwich? She's like, Get up and make it. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. That's a good way of teaching. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Right. My mom was the opposite. My mom was a stay at home mom, and anything right. we asked made. And that's yeah. probably why I'm ruined, and Jordan's way better. And I feel like <laughs> Not uh, being alone in like the, the UK pushes you to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because nobody's going to be there to cook for you. Uh, nobody's going to be there to like to look after you out, uh, when you're sick. In your own apartment, right? Where you're not going to a hospital. You just get and you food. moved in the pandemic, right? Yeah. Uh, at the 
after after the pandemic. But it was still the yeah, it all was the still stuff COVID, and stuff more so shut down, and yeah. that's even more complicated. Yeah, but I guess the pressure just pushes you, and you rose to the occasion, Josh. You the cream rises to the top, is what we yep, like to say. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it, the the pressure just pushes you to your limits, and you you meet all those friends. You ask like, how oh, how are you doing this? You just learn. You learn and you apply it to your own life, and I think that's that's how I've been living my life for the past year. I have a couple questions about that. So Caleb, we kind of have heard his story before. I know the show notes for his podcast are going to be in the description, but he, uh, we know he had a like a sponsor family right in Texas that he would talk to and that would kind of make it home for him. Did you have something similar in England when you went over, or um, what'd that look like? Uh, so my aunt is in uh, Edinburgh. Oh, okay. So Edinburgh. Edinburgh. How far is that from Lincoln? Oh, six hours. Oh, man. Sorry. Uh, it's not, it's not, yeah. not close. <laughs> yeah, not, not close. It, no. it's, it's not like I could go to their house like every single week. Right, right. Um, so they, like, because my aunt has have two daughters. Uh, they were my cousins. And before going to Lincoln by myself, uh, my parents and my aunt and my two little cousins actually went to Lincoln with me mm-hmm. to see, like, what, what Lincoln is all about. And we discover like how where I can buy food, uh, where I can buy stuff that I need it. Because you don't have a car, so anywhere you're going, it's public transport and you're walking. Yeah, it's just walking. No it, public transport. Uh, like bus. Not really. Or, okay, not so it's really. pretty much walking. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much walking because you don't really need a bus if you, uh, except if you're going far away from gotcha. the town. Um, but the only family I've got, uh, like that was close to me, was my aunt in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And I visit them uh, whenever I can to just to go up and eat food because, you know, the Asian food over there, they make it themselves and oh, it's Gone great. Hit. And, but yeah, that's the only family I've got. And then the other part of that was going to be, I think one of the coolest experience after, it was probably like a year after Caleb had been here, but we were at um, a restaurant, like a Chinese restaurant over somewhere in Shreveport. And the one of the ladies there was, uh, she spoke Cantonese, and so she and Caleb just we were just all sitting down for staff lunch, and they had like a it had to have been twenty thirty minutes conversation, just about like what is it like when's the last time you were home oh, yeah. and what Tell is us your about family the church? Doing? They want to know more about who we were and yeah. yeah. And so I mean, obviously you've seen that Shreveport Bozer doesn't just have the largest. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Hong Kong Chinese Hong really, yeah we don't have a huge community for that so do you have something like that in England where you can kind of go and just be around people from home or you know the thing about me is um, whenever I'm like uh, when I'm socializing I li- actually like to social with people that is not from my background mm-hmm. but uh, to answer that question there is not much Hong Kong people but more Chinese people. Okay. Where my pastor in uh, in the UK, he's from China, and he's been taking care of me. Um, he's been taking care of other Chinese students too, to trying to get them into church and t- wow. teach them how to like uh, what was what's Christianity. Yeah. And um, it's just great that we have a little c- a community of uh, Asian or Chinese people in Lincoln that is starting to grow. Because I know for a fact that um, there are more and more Hong Kong people 
that's that's been to Lincoln and on YouTube videos they've been like introduce, introducing Lincoln. Uh, that's great. Hyping it up. Hyping it up. Um, but it was really it was there wasn't much Hong Kong people to like yeah talk to. But a big part was Hong Kong was connected to England. It was a yeah. colony, and so they're still able to go, and you're able to travel more easily and get yeah. into in English school and be able to do that with Definitely. England. That's cool. I would say that uh, from what I've experienced and what a Chinese student from China has experienced is, is that I, I'm more, like, my experience more, like, chilled, smooth. But for the Chinese students that came from China, because that English is not as good, mm-hmm. um, because... They didn't have to learn English probably until like I don't know eight or ten or something like that. Um, but for me, because I know English and I can talk to people, ask them like, "Oh, how are you doing this? Like, why, why, why are you doing this? Why, why are you cooking this?" I just learn from people. Uh, like you locals. picked it up faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. That's awesome, dude. I have a question. Oh, Jordan, jump oh, in. What? Jordan. What are a few or maybe one big one? the most odd or interesting thing about America? You probably, do you get this question a lot? I, mm, That's I, a good one. I know someone's asked me this, but, oh, right, I know. All okay. right, you got I it. Love I know, it. I know. Uh, so we were at lunch, right? Uh, we like to eat, this is with the staff. Yeah, with the staff, <laughs> we were at lunch. Because, um, you know, Asian people, we love, like, uh, if we haven't finished our food, we would take it back home mm-hmm. and eat it, eat it later. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think it was Scott that that day. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Scott, uh, sick right yeah, now. I uh, I saw like there's still like quite a few like uh, a plate of food uh, on the on the on the table. I was like, Scott, are you gonna take that home? He was like, No, I'm not doing that. I'm wasteful a, I'm Americans. A, I'm a typical American. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, because I was shocked because uh, to see like how food uh, go like just staying there without going back home, and it was kind of weird for me to see. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Waste not, want not. Mm. Mm. Scott, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Scott. That's right. He's not here. He's I an think, easy target. I think me, our family, we take the food to go out of like. Almost like an obligation, like you're saying, to take yeah. the food, mm. but it don't get ate. No, it don't. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm a leftovers guy. I'm not going to waste I it. I am not. I am all for it. I'm Justin not. hates leftovers. He never takes them either. Right. Yep. The air fryer, pro tip. Anything leftover? Way oh, better yeah, heated be up in the air fryer. Yeah, there we yeah. go, Josh. All right. Yeah. So, Josh, well, last thing we'll wrap up. Last week we had Max on to talk about Juarez, and you, whether you wanted to or not, kind of got thrown in and decided, well, you're going to go to Juarez Sorry, at the yes. last minute. <laughs> We shipped you off to another country from America, going to Mexico, and you had never been to Mexico? Never. Been on a mission trip before? Uh, not really. Yeah. No. So this is your first experience. You got thrown in and got to see another country and another culture. Tell us about your Mexico experience. Did John go as your translator? Yeah. Uh, no, he left me there like I couldn't speak to anyone. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Caleb had to translate to John, and then John would ask somebody to sp- translate to yeah. Spanish. There's three people. John would go to Angie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I asked Angie, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but to Juarez, uh, it's actually really great. Um, to have experience like that, like, because um, just before departure, like, uh, from Bossier, uh I know nothing about trip, 
before like three days you found it yeah three days before three days before. they're like hey we have an open spot you want to go and you're yeah like, and sure. i was like okay <laughs> we literally decided he was gonna go over buffalo wild wings where yeah, i ate we all my there. wings by the way didn't waste any thank no. you no he did not waste any <laughs> no, i'm proud of him blake <laughs> um but yeah i because we did like uh the shoe distribution uh yep. no the collection yeah uh you were there for that yeah, yeah and it was actually a good experience for me to think about like what is what is it like to be like Bobby mm. and because Bobby has been to a lot of places and been to a lot of missionary trip uh, and that got me into thinking oh I've never been to a missionary trip trip mm. um, what like I know nothing about even though I know nothing about this pe- uh, this place um, can I maybe should I should go and do something I don't know I have no expectation of what I'm like going through um, uh, but the thing is, I decided to go, and I w- just went with the flow. Go with the flow. That's, That's who you, you are. Do, yeah, <laughs> and it was actually really great to see how like kids over there are so different um, from kids from America or the UK or even in Hong Kong. Because um, I was the cameraman of the team mm-hmm. um, for this for for that trip, and uh, when we were distributing shoes for the kids, they were so grateful, mm. like. They didn't ask for more. They didn't like. Um, they were. They were. They were always saying "gracias, gracias." Like I was like, "Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you too." Like yeah. it was great. And the kids. One of the kids I remember um, was at my table. Uh, she uh, literally asked me in Spanish, like, "Are you coming back tomorrow?" Aww. And I had to ask like uh, like the, uh, one of the staff. Um, there and translate for me because I really didn't know any Spanish but it was so sweet that she asked like are you coming back tomorrow like they 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 all gave me a hug which is really sweet and I actually I loved it I would go back again it's awesome. so cool that's yeah. a good endorsement for a mission trip mm-hmm. and so Max was on last week and he did throw a little shade that you were the cameraman and didn't really do as much as everybody else so do you have anything you'd oh. like to say back to Max Max I have to tell you this the first day I was capturing stuff. The second day, I did tons. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I was helping people out like um, after after doing the camera thing because I w- I wouldn't have like been able to record every single thing, right? Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And have that was what much. you were asked to do to yeah. make video pictures. We got them on our Facebook page, so like the Simple Church on Facebook. We'll yes, put a sir. link on the show notes. Got some of the posts. Put them in pre-show last week, and we want you to see and know that experience. So people that maybe have never been on a mission trip like Jordan would want to go sometime and be yeah. inspired to go do good. And I got to experience every single project uh, on different sites. So tell us a couple of the projects and we'll be done. What were some of the things y'all did besides passing out the shoes? Uh, so we did roofing. Um, the roof Have you ever roofed a house before? Never. Hard work. Never. Not a fan. I thought you were going <laughs> to say, yeah, I did when I was four years old. My That's dad <laughs> had me up there. <laughs> I would say I did painting when I was four. There we go. There you go. <laughs> and then we had to paint houses, uh, fans, and stuff like that. And also the last one is uh, plastering. Yeah, we that's to, hot work. Yeah, Sheesh. we. I learned from one of the staff called Chewy. He was teaching me how to like plaster like he was doing because I saw it. It was smooth, like, and I was like, "Yo, 
teach me this. I want to learn. And he was teaching me, and I, I wasn't doing a great job. But <laughs> I'm I not was good trying. at it either. I was trying. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we did. We have free projects going around and different places. And, and basically, Amigo Fiel takes those and asks for applications to help people in their community that they work with, that their kids are part of the school, and y'all did repair work, you painted, all that stuff for people that they're partnered with during the year, and it's a blessing, really, to those families. Yeah, it is. And it's a really cool thing to be a part of. That's I got awesome. to, uh, like... Uh, interview uh, the two sisters that mm -hmm. we were doing roofing for. Yeah, and one of them is actually doing a, a uh, like a translation thing in like a hospital in the U.S. Huh. And her name is Jennifer. Um, Shout out to Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer. But it was really good to see like how we help people, and they're very grateful for it. It's awesome. I don't know what they're snickering about. Josh and me are looking around. That's it. It's shenanigans. Nothing. All right. <laughs> Nothing. Josh, Josh, thanks for All being right. on the episode. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for coming on. You've been on a podcast before? I have no. You thought about it for a long time. Is there maybe something else you were on? Because, uh, yeah, I, okay. I was on. He did our first Bozier one last week. <laughs> 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 they beat us to him. Yeah, I can't. Because <laughs> uh, I, I oh did advertisement for my school when okay. I left. Cool. That's awesome. Well, now we can officially say you've made your podcast debut. You killed thanks it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. That's right. Send it to all your friends in the UK. Let them listen to you. And thanks for downloading this episode. Blake, thanks for filling in for Scott again. Woo! Great job. Glad to have you. Yeah, glad to be here. Absolutely. Scott, miss you. Stay sick. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Feel better, buddy. Peace out. Thanks for downloading.